to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to episode 36 of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm wonderful. I know you are. And tell listeners what you're getting ready to do after you record today, which makes me so excited. Well, I'm in, what can't I say, Kansas City. I'm in the suburbs of Kansas City. I'm in Lenexa, Kansas, visiting friends. I used to live here. So I'm going to be here for a little over a week, just catching up with friends and um, seeing my son is actually flying out here and uh, we're going to take a little road trip this weekend. And so it's been a lot of fun, but I reached out to the Life Lessons Committee on Facebook and told them that I was free this afternoon if anybody wanted to come meet me at one of my old favorite restaurants. And I think that there's about nine people from the Facebook group that are going to meet me this afternoon and we're going to have some snacks and hang out and get to know each other. That's so great. Well, tell them I said hello. And gosh, I wish I could be there. You know, I would be having a great time too. I I have that FOMO. I got the FOMO. My friend that I'm staying with, her name's Kristen. And she, so she only knows about you because several of her friends know who you are and they'd start fasting and then she'd be like, Oh my gosh, you look so great. What are you doing? They're like, Oh, I'm doing this fasting thing. And they're like, there's this book by this lady named Jen Stevens. She was like, well, my (laughs) really good friend is really good friends with her. And so she really wanted to come to the um, little, you know, meet and greet this afternoon. And then she was like, I wish Jen could have come too. I I said, Jen wishes she could have come. Yeah. I love to meet and greet people at all times. I know. I said, when I told her I was going to do this, she was like, ah. Yeah. So yeah, Jen's having some FOMO this afternoon. Yeah, because I'm just sitting around watching them build our deck, which also is exciting. So if anybody hears hammering, that's what's happening. They're finally making some progress in the backyard. Yeah. And if our audio is a little off today, it's because I just recording on my little earbuds today. Yeah. Don't have my microphone. So anyway, we do start each week with our good news segment. And can I just tell you how happy it makes me when people send me good news segments? I know. Information. I get that email and I'm like, oh, yay. So today we have a customer service shout out from Missy Burkett. And she wrote, I wanted to tell you about the excellent customer service I received at Aldi's in Martinsville, Virginia. All of the employees there are always courteous and helpful, but this is about a driver who delivers to Aldi. I had finished my shopping and it had started to pour down rain. I did not have my umbrella, so I was just waiting under the canopy, hoping it would let up a little. I had a full buggy of groceries, and I was going to get drenched trying to load them. There was an Aldi transfer truck in the lot, and the driver, named Roberto, I did not get his last name, she said, was dry in that truck getting ready to head home. But he saw me standing there, and he got out and asked if he could help me. He not only went and moved my vehicle to the loading area, 
he backed it up so I would not get wet when I loaded my groceries and he helped load them for me. He went so far above and beyond to help a customer and I just wanted to make sure that his kind gesture did not go unrecognized. That's a great story. That is a great story. You and know, I we love were, how she said buggy. Uh, That's a very Southern. <laughs> other people from other that. parts of the country are like, what is a, yep. instead of grocery cart here in the South, we sometimes say buggy. Yeah. When I moved here, I said, I'm never going to say buggy. And I say buggy. Get now. the buggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I had to laugh a little when I was reading this because I swear I only go to all these like, you know, every couple months I'll pop in there if I'm over on that side of town. And it can be a sunny day and I go into all these, I come out and it is pouring down rain every oh, time. Gosh, and that's I, I called my husband one day. I said, you know, if we're ever in a drought, remind me to go to all these because it'll rain. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, we see also that Missy has that same gift. (laughs) (laughs) So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. So before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And once again, I'm going to talk about Beauty Counter because I love them. You know, I'm actually doing an experiment right now, Sherry, with the the Beauty Counter Tetrapeptide Cream Uh because I've realized that, you know, after going through menopause, one thing that happens when your hormones change is that you don't produce as much collagen naturally. So I'm like, great, how can I get more collagen in? Of course, everybody's like taking collagen and drinking collagen, but there's some debate as to whether or not that actually affects your skin, whether it gets to your skin. So I'm Mm -hmm. not sold that taking it is is the magic. You want your skin to make more of it. And so um, tetrapeptide is supposed to increase collagen production. So Uh (laughs) I've just ordered, I'm like spreading, I'm like using it on my legs. We're going to see what happens. Anyway, um, why Beauty Counter? Well, you know, with, with my new book coming out, Cleanish, I did a lot of research on, you know, what we're putting on our body, what we're putting in our body, and how much of a difference that makes. And what I love about Beauty Counter is they've done the work for me. I don't have to think about whether the product is going to be safe. I know that it is because Beauty Counter has a never list and none of their products will ever have these ingredients in there. Like, you know, their sunscreen. We know their sunscreen is safe. Um, you know, I was just at the beach using their sunscreen. It's it's a really good, clean sunscreen. If you, you can see my face, Sherry, I don't have all the breakouts that I would get mm-hmm. from using the, the other other sunscreens. Right. So um, if you go to jenstevens.com slash beautycounter or beautycounter.com slash jenstevens, you can um, try out some beauty counter for yourself and you really won't regret it. I only want to use products that are are good for me, but also that work. That's why I'm clean-ish, because if I can't find something that works, I'll, you know, not always stick with I'm it. I'm not going to sacrifice quality. Right. I mean, you know, it needs to work. But exactly. Beauty Counter has products that are, are safe and they work. So you just can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. This week, we have Lori McDonald with us. And for any of you who listened to episode 18, Caring for a Loved One with Alzheimer's, you will recognize Lori from that episode. If you haven't listened to it, I really recommend going back and listening to it now. 
So when we were planning the gardening episode, she reached out to us with the idea of doing an entire episode dedicated to growing and using herbs, as well as exploring the health benefits of them. Welcome, Lori. We are so glad to have you with us again today. Hi, it's great to be back. Oh, and I just thought of something. This is episode 36. 36. You were on 18. Did you think of it too? So you're you're the halfway point and then here we are. So whatever. Okay. 36 times two. You're going to need to be on 72. You have 36 weeks to think of something. (laughs) That'll work. Awesome. So why don't you just start by telling us like, you know, how did you get into growing herbs and, and what makes you the the herb specialist. The herb lady in, in our <laughs> little area. Hey, Is that really, how you're known? It's really cute because um, my daughter was like, Mom, I want to grow herbs. And like so many other people, they grow them and they're really prolific in our area. Right. And then they're like, and what do I need to do with these? Because they, they grow and they grow and grow. So I'm kind of known for this soup called tortellini soup. And the whole reason that everybody is like, Oh my gosh, I want, and everybody calls me cha-cha. So they're like, I want cha-cha's recipe for that. And it's the herbs. That's what it is. I use fresh herbs. And like if a recipe calls for a half a teaspoon, then I'm going to use two tablespoons. And so (laughs) I, yeah, seriously. And so I think that that's, that's what the the big thing is. But because of my work with Alzheimer's and um, just the research that went into helping memory and stuff, I began to realize that one of the most simple ways to help that was using natural things. And one of the things that kept popping up over and over and over was fresh herbs. And especially the one I'll I'll talk about in detail is rosemary. And it is called, back in uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet, Ophelia called it the, the herb of remembrance. So that was hundreds of years ago that rosemary was known for remembrance. But other than that, 12 years ago, we built a house and there we have a big ugly pool system with all the pumps and stuff. And there was a kind of a large area. And my husband said, I don't know what I'm going to put there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to garden, herb garden there. And so that's, that's sort of how I got into it. And little by little, I have found what really grows well in our area, what really does not. <laughs> so... It, yeah. It's just been a growing um, adventure for me, and I just I love it. I think it makes everything taste better. And I will start off by saying I am not that essential oil person. Like whenever we talk today, I know there's people out there going, "Oh, I bet she sells those essential oils." I do not. <laughs> I do. I'm not that person. I have a diffuser somewhere, but it, the amount of things that that fresh herbs are good for. It's just amazing. It really, really is. When I was researching for my new book, Cleanish, available for pre-order now. I, I'm sorry, I have to say that. It's the law. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when I was doing the research for that and, and about, you know, phytochemicals and how foods, you know, the things that foods do in our bodies and also how we've gone so astray with trying to replace foods with like vitamins and supplements. And, and we really don't even know. Like scientists, this is the part that blows your mind. You know, we know a lot of things, right? Science knows a lot. We don't even know what's all in these plants, all these phytochemicals. We've only identified a small fraction of them. But what kept coming back in my research was these herbs do things in the body that we, we don't even know, but they're, they're good for us, these phytochemicals. 
well, my disclaimer, I didn't I realize I got sidetracked. It's like, squirrel, I'm that person. But anyway, uh, I, I need the herb that's for ADHD is what I need. But my oldest son is a pharmacist. My brother-in-law is a pharmacist. And my nephew is a pharmacist. So when I speak, because I, I get to speak for my my book, and I'll, I'll do a plug too, Blue Baseball Virginia. Anyway, when I speak with that, people will listen to me and think I'm anti drugs and I'm not, you know, but I, I think that one of the, the the coolest things that I found in doing research for this quite a while ago was that medicine is mentioned twice in the King James Bible. The first time it's in Ezekiel 47 and God says, I gave you the trees and their leaves for medicine. And it's really neat. The only other time it's mentioned is it says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So I'm thinking we have so in modern times botched up such a simple system. Eat, you know, you eat the food, eat the food, eat the herbs and and laugh and enjoy life and quit being such a sourpuss and you're going to be healthy. You know, I'm married to a medicinal chemist. He has a PhD in medicinal chemistry. He teaches organic chemistry, but same thing. He's got that pharmaceutical background. And he, like, for example, will just eat parsley. He's like, this is so good for you. And oh, I, I don't like the so taste good. of parsley, but I will me cook with neither. it. I don't like it. No. I love cilantro. You can give me, all, kind of you can give me all the cilantro, yeah. but I do not want your parsley. <laughs> but you know, these science people, my husband, the scientist, recognizes that these these herbs are very valuable. And that's funny. Either people are like that. Whenever I mention certain herbs, they're like, ooh, I hate that. Or they love it. It's, there's nobody that says I can take it or leave it. They either love it or they hate it. Yeah, I hate time. Isn't that weird? It, it is. And the I think there's like five because um, basically, Sherry, I think you're queen of links, but I will send you the link to this soup and the, the herbs that I was going to talk about just in a little short. The only one I'm going to concentrate on is rosemary, and that's because okay. that's the one that is so good for your memory. But the others are oregano, parsley, basil, and thyme, and they're all in this recipe. And so I'll link. I'll give you the recipe. You link it to the show, whatever. Sure. Definitely. Yeah, but I think that it helps people to understand how to use them. And mm-hmm. amazingly, I didn't know as much about parsley as I do now. I feel like I'm very enlightened. And it is amazing what it does for your it body. It is true. It is mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just incredible. And Sherry, I'm sure you're a nurse. You know all the health benefits of these things. Well, you mentioned that when you use herbs, you use twice as much as it really calls for or three times as much as it really calls for. But when you're working with fresh herbs, I mean, I'm assuming like the most recipes, when they tell you how many, how much to use, that's for dried herbs that are, you know, you're buying at the store. That's with true. fresh, you have to use more. You isn't do. That, mm-hmm. Isn't that right? You do. But I really am heavy handed with it. And, and my you daughter. Want all the herbs. Really, you cannot overdo the herbs. I know, you, you really it's impossible. Can. I mean, unless unless they don't taste good. But, right. <laughs> you know, but you're, they're not going to hurt you. And they're probably going to make the recipe better. Right. And, and one of the things I try to encourage people is that if they want to start with a garden, herbs are kind of easy to kind of ease you into that. Because they're easy to grow, they're fairly inexpensive, they're readily available. They get you outside to get sunshine and exercise and fresh air. So it's a really easy thing. And in my book, I talk about whenever you've got someone with dementia, that one of the things you can do for them is let them have a little patio garden. And it is so easy to get them some little herbs and plant, a little tomato plant, 
and stick that on the patio and give them something to do every day. And, you know, herbs are easy to grow inside. You know, people who live in a small environment, if you live in a condo or an apartment and you don't have land outside, I've grown basil and I am not a gardener, <laughs> zero. And I've actually successfully grown both basil and um, over Christmas, I got a rosemary tree that, you know, looked like a Christmas tree. And I had that in my kitchen and I would just snip, snip, snip right off of that because I love, you know, the fresh rosemary. But and if, if it dies eventually, that's okay. Get another one. May you keep going with it. And I told, I, I joked about it. I felt like I was living off the land. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm harvesting the basil, making caprese salad, living off the land. You know. <laughs> but there's just something basil. so satisfying that you grew it yourself. Like it I have a little pot better. growing right now. Mm-hmm. I some company. You get it's like the little seed pods, and all you have to do is put them in dirt and water it, and it comes just and it just boom. It's gonna. I, I think I'm gonna have like lemon Are they basil. Microgreens? You could do it with microgreens as well. This one's not. Oh, okay. This is just some. It, and one of the things is lemon basil. I can't remember what's in it, but what else it is. But it's so easy to do. So you you garden outside, Lori, with yours. I do, and um, you know, there are most of them are perennial, and so meaning those, they come back year after that's year. That's exactly right. And so uh, we live in Middle Tennessee, and so we are above the tropic line. And although we have, it's hotter than Satan sidewalk most of the time, but we, we are not tropical. <laughs> it is that horrible hot heat. <laughs> it's not hot a, summer. Yes, it is. Yeah. So most of my stuff uh, grows. I leave it there in huge pots, and they just stay outside. Basil is an annual. You have to replant that every year. But like I said, I started this 12 years ago when we built the house that we're in now, and everything out there is still there. So I'm like you. I feel like I, I'm such a pioneer. It's like right. if, if we, if everything goes to pot, we have cattle and chickens and, so herbs. Like, and herbs. So, you know, we're going <laughs> to I ate survive. a tomato Chad grew yesterday, and I felt like victory. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned best. last week on the gardening episode that I am not a gardener at all. I can't grow anything. But I, last year, I decided I, I can grow herbs, right? I'm like, how hard can it be? So I stuck three different herbs in the same big pot. Well, I think that was my problem because my rosemary was drying out. It wanted more water, but my cilantro did not want as much water as the rosemary wanted. And it got like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was not like brownish and yellow and yeah, too much. Yeah. Soggy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never seen a soggy plant before. Is more of a cool weather. Like when it gets really, really hot, it's done. It's just done. It's like a those uh, what do they call whenever the people move halfbacks or snowbirds when they move from the yes, north down to Florida and they're like, mm, no, not not here for this. I'm out. Yeah. I'll be back when it gets cold. So, Cilantro is is a snowbird. It is. It's a snowbird. It does not like the heat. So have um, you figured out like which herbs you can plant together, or should you always keep them separate? I just have separate pots. They're just separate because they really get is that big. easier. I mean, like rosemary will become a tree. As if you could yeah. plant that in the ground and it would become a tree. Basil gets ginormous. Parsley gets tea. All of that really. So I just do them in separate pots. And that my death rate is better if I don't put them all in the same pot. So well, that's, that's a good, good info to then. share. Yeah. So yeah. I'll. Go, if you want me to, I'll just go ahead and jump into. Like I said, I'm just going to cover a couple of things that okay. people, your listeners may not know. Uh, about some of them and like I said earlier there's a recipe that I make and it's a fresh tortellini soup and it has oregano parsley basil rosemary and thyme 
So, and we will have that in the show notes, as we said, and um, listeners will be able to find it there. Yes, and uh, listeners may not know too. I'll just pipe this in really quick, so listeners can like jot this down in their mental notepad. If you go to lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash recipes, we have like a hidden page on our website. So any um, episode we've ever done where we've shared recipes or guests have shared recipes or whatever, we always drop them on that page. So I'll put that page in show notes. So it'll get you right to every recipe we've ever shared. I didn't and, know and that. And I'll put, I'll put your recipe there. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that. See, I'm glad you shared that. So oregano um, is in basically every Italian pasta dish that you're ever going to have. I did not realize that it is a great antibacterial. It it actually fights against 11 different microbes. And um, a friend of mine recently got diagnosed with Lyme's disease. And he went to a um, reflexologist. And one of the first things that he gave him was oregano. And he said, this will take care of it. But it fights staph infections. It fights Lyme's, Lyme's disease. Uh, the Greeks called it the... the um, source of joy and happiness. So I'm not real sure. I don't think I'm eating enough oregano, apparently. <laughs> More Italian food That's for right. everyone. But it treats GI symptoms, headaches, uh, it eases, eases muscle pain. And, you know, it's, you can use it with chicken, pork, beef, you can make a tea and use the oil. And one of the, the things that I love to do is you can buy Italian seasoning, but if you grow your own herbs, all you have to do is, uh, in Italian seasoning, are these herbs. It's oregano, parsley, basil, thyme, and rosemary. And so you can bring those in and just chop those up and keep those in a Ziploc bag. And if you put them in the freezer, you need to, some people say put oil in them, but there's times I need the, the herbs and I don't need the, them to be in oil. But if you put them in water, if you cover them with water and put them in your freezer, it was actually a member of the Life Lessons community that taught me that the reason things get freezer burnt is because the freezer pulls the moisture out of the products in there. So if you either put a bowl of water in the freezer, it will pull that water and not your food. Oh, yeah, it was, wow. My mind was blown. And, and then I talked to several older people and they looked at me like, duh <laughs> you, you ladies are not passing down your wisdom like you need to be because i didn't know that. so i didn't really know it makes sense thinking about it but yeah that's why it gets freeze burnt is it's and like if you have meat like if you have chicken and it, it just looks like it's completely dehydrated it's de it, that, that's it is fine. so okay. anytime you store something in the freezer cover it with water zip up your bag put it in there and then whenever you pull it out I would recommend ice cube trays for the herbs. That's you know, what I, I was thinking. I have done that. A, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that way you can just plop them in there. Yep. And, uh -huh. but one of my and favorite, it portions them. Yes. One of my favorite go-to recipes, simple, simple, is you take a Ziploc bag. And um, if you've heard me speak at all about the Alzheimer's, you know that it's called type 3 diabetes because your body doesn't take in the glucose, but it will take in the ketones. And so people basically need to add more fat to their diet. That's what feeds the brain. So I've... I'm not a fan of chicken breast. I think that they are dry and tasteless. So when I did some serious research, I realized that chicken thighs have more fat to them. So they're act and they're actually tastier. So I just take a Ziploc bag and put chicken thighs in it and add olive oil just a little bit. And then I chop up the oregano, the rosemary, the thyme, the part, just chop all that up and put that in there and let that kind of marinate a little bit and then grill that. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And that's another great use of your herbs. 
One of the things that I found about all of these, every single one of them fights cancer. Like there wasn't a single herb that I did research on they have not used in sort of a holistic setting to help fight cancer. So basically if listeners aren't using fresh herbs and there is no comparison, if you go to the store and buy the dried herbs, they just do not taste the same. Yeah, they're not the same. It's not. Mm-hmm. Not not in taste, not in nutritional value. So I highly suggest, you know, just start out small if you need to. Moving on. Parsley is good for high blood pressure, allergies. It is an anti-inflammatory. Anytime you're cooking a potato, rice, anything like that, you can um, fish, chicken, steak. You can put it in soups and salads to any tomato. And back when you were talking about your husband eating that, it has 547% of the vitamin K that we need each day. It is the only thing that helps to clean your blood and it actually increases your bone density. So if you have, isn't that crazy? I feel like there, you know, and I heard Dr. Fung, it was, I think it was Dr. Jason Fung that said in all of his I don't know, 142,000 years of medical school. It was a lot. It was like 12 <laughs> years, 14, whatever it was. Right. He said he realized he had about four hours of nutritional yeah. information. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like people should be telling you. And one of the neat things about the parsley, you know how whenever you go to a restaurant and the dish has uh, garlic or onion, they always add a little sprig of parsley? Spr- uh-huh. And now you may be like me. I thought that was for garnishing. It wasn't. It was so at the end of it's your meal. It's to cleanse your palate, right? It cleanses your palate yeah. and yeah. it freshens your breath. And so I can't imagine how many dumpsters are full of parsley because we were all like, toss that. So <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, actually, I don't want that green thing on my plate. Well, okay. You've inspired me to do it. But I knew all that about the parsley. But still, I'm like, here, Chad, eat this later when it comes with one of my meal kits. Because they do, they send it with meal kits frequently. So next time, I might not use all of it, but I'm going to put some in there because it really, you're right. Yeah, it does. And half a cup. It said half, if you had half. I'm not going to put half a cup in. But. <laughs> well, if, I bet you could work up to it. But I bet you could add it to a smoothie, Jen. Yes, Probably. or soups or, or a salad, anything like that. Basil. Now, culinary-wise and taste-wise, basil is my favorite. I Mine love too. it. too. Well, my, except rosemary and sage I love as well, but I, lo- I, I love basil. So my favorite summer treat is a caprice salad, and basically I grow my own tomatoes. Here we are. I'm like Laura Ingalls all over again. So I grow my <laughs> own tomatoes out back, and I love the little, um, some people call them grape, some people call them cherry, but, uh-huh. you know, the little tomatoes. You slice those up. I put a handful of fresh basil in there and then shredded mozzarella, a little salt, a little pepper, and a little olive oil. And lately, I have been cutting up an avocado because I feel like an adult. I didn't eat avocado until about a year ago. And my only phrase I ever learned in Spanish was, no me gusta guacamole. And I found out I do me gusta guacamole. I like it a lot. <laughs> it was just so gross looking. And that texture yeah. of that avocado, I was like, mm, no, I can't do that. And so now I'm like, this is so good for you. And it actually, it is. so I'm an adult now. Awesome. And, you know, when I make my caprese salad, I, I slice a big tomato. And so I layer it. You big layer tomato. It. Yep. Big tomato slice, sliced mozzarella, 
basil on top and I drizzle with olive oil and add salt and pepper and eat it like that. Well, if but you have so never delicious. tried it, the, and I got hooked on these whenever I was at Costco or Sam's or somewhere, but it was the sugar bomb tomatoes, the little one. They oh. taste so good. And that was, I was just really craving that. And so I sliced those up. I'll mm. never go back because I, I did. I used to, to use the yep. big one and I've even baked it. Like I, I put it in the oven and baked a little bit and melted the cheese and because I'm doing intermittent fasting and I don't eat until three and it's only 12 here, all this is making me go, ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> ooh, I think I'm going to have that. That's right. But you just really can't go wrong no matter how you put those flavors together. They're going to be good. They are. And um, so basil is used, I thought this was crazy. It's used to treat snake bites. I was oh, like, wow. Wow. Yeah, that one jumped because all the others kind of had the same sort of thing. But anything that's a, a nasal problem, if you have cold, if you have a sinus, anything like that, it is great for anti-aging. It reduces high blood sugar, which I thought, you know, for several people that have, that are fighting diabetes, that is great. And it elevates your mood. So, and this one, uh, I think it was Jen said, but time is the other one in here. And it is great for bronchitis, whooping cough, sore throat, colic, arthritis, upset stomach, diarrhea, bedwetting. Oh, good. I, I don't have any of those. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> but gas, parasitic worm infections, and skin order. Okay, now here's the coolest thing ever. I am just such a nerd when it comes to doing research and stuff because then I find like the most bizarre thing. I'm that person, my oldest son says, if I ever go on Who Wants to Be a Billionaire, I'm going to call Cha-Cha because she knows the most random <laughs> stuff, like just random, yeah. how many dimples are on a golf ball, that kind of thing. But for hair loss, it says that if you combine, these are all oils, so, but if you combine thyme, rosemary, and cedarwood, and put that on your scalp. After seven months of time, it says it improves your hair growth up to 44%. Wow. So for all wow. of your bald listeners, I'm going to repeat that. It's thyme, <laughs> rosemary, and cedarwood. You can find those oils. It did not give me a ratio, so I'm assuming you just lather that on your head. But uh, it <laughs> And you will smell nice, yeah, too. Yes, you will. Uh, but it, it improves hair growth up to 44% after seven months. So I guess you could keep using it, but apparently that at seven months, they were like, oh, this is actually working. So. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so here is the, the whole reason that I really, really, really speak on herbs is the rosemary. Now, I'm going to go ahead and do a disclaimer because I got ill as a hornet this morning because, and I know that they've done this to intermittent fasting too. There's all this research that, that proves that rosemary increases your working memory. Some people call it future memory, but it's your working memory. And I'll explain that in a second. But some guy, and I thought, just stop. I'm not going down this rabbit hole because I've got to be cheerful when I do this podcast. But some guy, no doubt sitting in his mother's basement, got on there and said, all of you have seen the work by uh, Professor Mark Moss at Northumbria University that says rosemary increases your working memory. And there's a big study that says that Every teacher in America should be diffusing rosemary in their classroom. This is what he said. He goes, well, I'm here to safely tell you that all of that is basically hogwash. It's not, but so he goes on to, to debunk it with not a shred of evidence. He, this whole article talks about how 
There's no way that's possible. Every classroom in across the country would have rosemary being diffused. I'm thinking, and it should be. But he says, so therefore, because it's not, then this is totally bogus. I was so, because I kept waiting for his evidence. I kept waiting for the research that said, no, just his opinion. And he's written an entire uh, editorial and put that out there. And so for your listeners, when you are researching this, and you come across someone who says this probably doesn't work for this, you might want to see, was that a scientific study or just a late night rant? Because there you go, you know, the whole thing with intermittent fasting, oh, you're starving yourself. It's so bad for you, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with rosemary. It's just people who, well, the thing is, is that it, it can't hurt you. That's I mean, my, that's what I was going to say. It couldn't hurt a thing. It's not going to, what's the, what, unless he's, you know, got some drugs he's trying to sell you into, you know, whatever, it's not going to hurt you. And I mean, no one is suggesting that you use rosemary with you know, and and avoid medical treatments and just use rosemary. You know, which which is which is not what we're saying. But these herbs, we want to encourage you to include them in your diet more because of the phytochemicals. And again, we we don't even know. I mean, you you read, um, you know, what they've been able to isolate out of these plants. You know, like they they know that. You know, there might be this chemical in there or this vitamin, but there's all those other things. We don't even know what they are or what they do in the body. And so just because we don't know what they are and we don't know what they do, that doesn't mean they aren't in there doing something very important. And whenever I speak, one of my my catchphrases, I need it on a T-shirt, but it's if it doesn't hurt, it might help. And that's what I tell people because, you know, legally, my youngest son's an attorney and he's like, mom. And I said, hey, I always say. These are the things I did to help my mother-in-law. And this is how she improved. Any advice I'm giving you, I'm telling you this worked for us. You can try it. And if it doesn't hurt, it might help, which is how. The worst thing that'll exactly. happen is your food will be delicious. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> and there's there's no downside to using these herbs. And you may grow some cooking. hair if you do it topically. Right. I'm not so sure. Yeah. But with rosemary, there is a uh, this... This has been around since 2003, and his name is uh, Professor Mark Moss, and in Northumbria University, he did an experiment. And so he took 20 people, and so far I've read, I think this experiment has been duplicated because at one point it talks about that there were 20 people that they used, another time there were 60, and another time there was 144. So I, the, the original study was done on 20 people, 12 women and eight men, all around the age of 23. So what they did, we have, first of all, to understand memory, you have a past memory, which is your childhood memories or the things you learned in school. You have your present memory is where your working memory and then your future memory. And future memory is one of those things whenever it's like, oh, I've got to remember to go to the dry cleaners Tuesday. That's your future memory. So what he did was he did it, an experiment, and there were three separate rooms. One room was the control room. There was no nothing being diffused there. In the other two rooms, one had lavender and one had rosemary. And so when people would mention it, if they would say, oh, I smell rosemary, he would say, I think that's left over from the group that was in here before us. So never once did they know that the the you know smell that the scent was part of the experiment so they thought they were tasting vitamin water or testing vitamin water 
and he had them do this random series of tests and EEGs were involved and which is why I kind of think it's funny that some guy who offers nothing, I'm like, there was blood work done and EEGs and you're like, that doesn't work. That can't possibly work. So he would give them a series of things to do. And one of the questions was, this is just an example. When you come to a question about the weather, remind me to call my dentist. So they were in the room, they were doing the test. And as soon as they read a question about the weather, they were supposed to be able to remember, hey, I'm supposed to remind you to call your dentist. So it was that kind of thing. There may be four questions back. It would say, whenever you, you get to this question, clap your hand. And so that question was gone. You've got to remember that. So it's called your working memory. Rosemary has a compound. And since I do not have a medical background, Jen, you've done enough research, you might be able to get, either get a really good laugh or correct me. But it has a compound, and the way it's written out is one comma eight dash, and I'm thinking it's pronounced sininole. It's C-I-N-E-O-L-E. Here's the good news about that. You don't need to know how to pronounce that. Good. Those are things. My <laughs> husband, my husband has so many things that, that he writes that look just like that. That's like the compound name. It is. So, but the important yeah. part of that is that they have found that that is the exact same chemical that is in a lot of dementia medicines. Like that, that is the compound that's in there. And it's in the rosemary. See, these medications didn't just come out of nowhere. They they start with natural things. I mean, every medication that's out there, you know, we're not just making stuff up out of thin air. They're starting right. from things and they're they're doing their chemistry and extracting things and then the synthesizing them. And so yeah. Well, and if you go back, I mean, think hundreds of years ago, you know, you had your medicine men in your village and, and everybody's granny, but you you had your healers, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were making different compounds and they were using herbs and, and stuff like that. And that, I mean, that's where medicine originated from. And and, uh, yeah, everything started from somewhere and they did some things to it and changed it up and they synthesize it and they, they changed the, the structure by the actions that they're doing in the lab. But yeah, and one so the, that makes total sense to me. And one of the things I have to be very careful on Facebook because my, my oldest son, who's the pharmacist, Corey, will text me and go, go take that off there right now. You realize this is my job. I understand because I can say whatever I want to about anything, but I have to be very careful about saying, because sometimes I'll say, why would you take a drug that has a side effect when you could take an herbal something? something? And, and, right. and like I said, I'm all for... You know, if there's a time and a place that I want my leave and I, I want my, you know, whatever, a Benadryl. I'm highly allergic to cats and we have cats. So I need that Benadryl every now and then. So, well, if it makes you feel better, my husband, the medicinal chemist who understands how these drugs are, are designed, and that's his, you know, his research background is drug design, he feels the same way you do. He's very, very cautious about the medications he takes. He only takes what is absolutely essential. And he does take things that are essential. He's not anti medication, but his background helps him to understand. He went through the, the College of Pharmacy at University of South Carolina. So, with his background, he does not just pop a pill because he understands. 
experience. Right. Well, and I think and the eat. important thing too is when you decide that you're going to incorporate, I mean, whether it's healthy eating, whether it's adding more fruits and vegetables to your diet, whether it's adding herbs to your diet, that to me, that's preventative. You, you're, you're working on preventative medicine, right? right? Exactly. So maybe you don't have anything wrong with you today, but by incorporating these things into your diet and just making them a natural part of your life, that hopefully when you get down the road, you don't need to move on to correct the pharmaceutical yep. versions to correct, you know, things that have not gone right in your body because they were neglected through the years. You know, Michael Pollan said, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. You know, this goes down to that. You're if you can, you know, prevent these things from ever happening by eating the the foods like you said, Sherry, along the way. Eat mm-hmm. the herbs. Well let me mm-hmm. let me get back to this rosemary study because on this one, okay. out of all the others, this one is different because it is not the consumption of it. It is actually the smelling of it. So when uh-huh. my, the son that's the attorney was studying for the law exam, I had done research on this. And what happened was, and I'll, I'll speed this up and, and do this in a nutshell, that all of the people who um, were in the room with no smell, that was sort of their baseline. When they were in the room with lavender, their responses were slower and they felt, and I'm like, duh. And because lavender calm is and calm. Restful. It's, mm-hmm. it's sedative. It's type sort of, But uh-huh. in rosemary, every single one of them, everybody did better. Like, my, and there's a big debate about whether or not it's 75% better or, or whatever, but it's irrelevant if it helps you in your memory. So when he was setting for the bar exam, I slapped that diffuser in his room. I had fresh herbs out of my garden. I had that in Love there. It. And it was just, and then whenever he went, I told him, I said, give me a handkerchief. And I know he's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you. So <laughs> My mom is so weird. I <laughs> but I put that rosemary on that handkerchief. And I said, all you have to do is when you're taking the test, get that out and wipe your nose with it and lay it down. And that will help you. So I hope that this is not illegal and somebody's going to go back on it. <laughs> but anyway, so it's the, it's the diffusing of it. And that is what... Uh, being able to to help your working memory, the thing that I, whenever I work with people who call me and say, Lori, help me, we're facing some dementia in our family. One of the things I tell them is if you have someone that is having any type of memory issues at all, what is it going to hurt to get a rosemary plant and put it in the room? Buy, go to Walmart, grab a diffuser, Everybody sells doTERRA or whatever, Young Living, or whatever those are. You can find yeah, somebody. Somebody's going to tell you. Make a post well, on yeah. Facebook. I have a link for doTERRA on our website. There you go. At Life Lessons. Life yeah. Yeah. On Life Lessons. Mm-hmm. So if you have problems with your memory, then like I, my mantra, if it doesn't hurt, it might help. So it was just amazing to me that all of the different things that we do. We just, it seems so simple, just like with fasting. It just seems too simple for that to be the fix. And it truly, it does help. And I just wanted to make a little shout out right quick, my, my own little advertisement. Whenever we did episode 18 about that, I cannot tell you, hundreds of people reached out and I sent them a book. They sent me an email and I'm sure you'll link that. It's Lori Davis McDonald at hotmail.com. But I've got such great feedback from them from reading that book and how that they all gained something that helped them and I just this is such a great community and you know 
it's it's true. I don't trust Google anymore. I will get on there and I'm like, somebody in this group has asked this question. Whatever <laughs> it is, whatever the question is. So it is just an honor and, and I just love this community. It's just a great, great resource. It is a great community. Thank you for yeah. being a part of it. You are so welcome. Yeah. All right. So what have we not said? We gotta wrap this up with you, but you know, what what have we not said about herbs that you wanted to get out there? You know, if someone wants to start out, where should they start? You know what Well, seriously you just have to as far, other than the rosemary, and I use the rosemary in cooking. Obviously, it's it's you chop it up. It, rosemary goes great with chicken. I mean, it's just it does. It's just so good. Potatoes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, did. I had that Sunday. I, I like to up, roast the potatoes. And me the rosemary too. And, rosemary, yeah. and I sprinkled some parmesan on it, some sea salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here we are talking about food again. But um, <laughs> I would suggest find out what your uh, very inexpensive. If you kill it. You kill it. Exactly. Put it in the compost pile. But I would go to any gardening store and just start out. And if if you do have enough land that you could put a few pots out on your patio, they do most most herbs really do require a lot of sun. So I would just suggest you know just start trying and um, read read up on it. But if you have some medical issues, you could look up some of the things. Uh, what herb is good for gout? What herb is good for whatever? And look those up and then start trying to grow those and just incorporate it. And you may come up with a, a brand new recipe. You may start adding it together and saying, gosh, this is really good. So It's really fascinating. I have a book. I can't remember what it's called. It might be like 365 uses for... Well, I think it's for I think it's for essential oils. That maybe three hundred sixty five uses for essential oils, but they break down like each herb and plant, and you know what what happens within your body. What would you use it for? What what are you trying to prevent or correct or whatever in it? And um, it's it really is fascinating to dive into that and to think, wow, like all of this stuff is available to people that they can incorporate into their lives. If you just take the time to kind of explore it and and dabble it in a little bit and start, you don't have to start big. Just add one and then add another one. And um, the more you start using them, the more you kind of like, I don't crave them. I don't know how to say that. Um, I make a, it is a, I guess it's, I don't know if you would call it, I guess sort of a pico de gallia, but I I chop up fresh tomatoes and fresh cilantro and um, I grow onions. And I'll tell you something really cool. Little kids love this. Like if you buy green onions in the store, and, you know, you chop off the little part with the root. If you take that little part with the root outside and just bury that in the in dirt anywhere, then they grow. And they very cool. And they grow the biggest, prettiest flowers. My husband, who is very anal about his yard, is like, really? What What is the pom-pom thing? And I said, those are onions. <gasps> is that what that is? And those are onions. That's the, that's the flower. I love those little things. But that you grow that from the thing you, the, you just cut off the bottom just cut and off that'll the grow into... And stick, okay. it in the, stick it in the dirt Guess and who's going to do that? Me, because I love those. <laughs> and my big thing, I feel like I'm just so amazed. <laughs> I took an avocado seed. We, have, we go to Naples several times a year we've got a friend that lives down there and he told me that he has this huge avocado tree beside his patio and he said yeah I have several of them he said whenever I get to eating an avocado I just push the seed down in the dirt I did that and now I have a little baby avocado I'm like oh that's oh, wow. amazing so it's Tennessee I'm probably gonna kill it in the winter but I, I was just yeah saying, I'm gonna bring it in 
So on ep- okay. episode 72, I'll let you know how my avocado is okay. going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Put that on your list. Well, Lori, this has been wonderful. And thank you so much for being here. And I think that you have inspired our listeners. You've certainly inspired me to um, Yes, I'm definitely going to give get my herb, herb garden, garden again. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. All right, girls. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today, we're excited to talk about Dry Farm Wines. I love Dry Farm Wines. If you listen to either of my other podcasts, you already know this. But as I have gotten older and gone through menopause, I've realized that my body responds differently to alcohol, which is a bummer because I really love... (laughs) I love to have a drink, but my body doesn't love it so frequently. So I need to drink less, and also quality matters more than ever. Um, That's why I switched completely to Dry Farm Wines, and it really is the only kind of wine I'll drink at home. Now, we actually, Sherry, did something with friends uh, like a couple months ago, and we were going over to their house after we ate dinner, and they're like, you want to come over and have some wine? And I'm like, yeah, but I got to go by my house and get the wine. (laughs) I completely We made a detour to our house. So I could grab a bottle of of Dry Farm Wines and took it over to their house and I shared it with them because that's how important it is to me. (laughs) Yeah. It makes a huge difference. You know, I had some drinks with my friends last night when I got into town and I felt I did not sleep well and I felt it this morning. And I told them when I got up, I said, you know, having a few drinks when you're getting ready to turn 48 is a lot different than having a few drinks when you're getting ready to turn 38. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but as long as I stick to dry farm wines and limit, like one glass of dry farm wines, I'm going to feel f- perfectly fine. No problem at all. But, you know, most wines sold today are mass produced. They have high levels of sugar high levels of alcohol, and there are 76 different FDA-approved additives that they're putting in the wines, and they do not have to list any of them on the label. You know, pick up a bottle of wine. There is no ingredients label, so you literally don't know what's in it. Exactly. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. But dry farm wines are different. They have really strict criteria when it comes to how their wines must be farmed, how they're produced. For example, the name, dry farm. They don't use irrigation. The the wines that they choose, um, they are grown naturally and it makes a heartier vine and then higher quality grapes and then better wine and it's natural wine. So if you want to learn more about it, you can actually listen to episode 114 of the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast because I interviewed the founder of Dry Farm Wines, Todd White, who also um, happens to be an intermittent faster. So Sherry and I are thrilled that they're partnering up with us here for the Life Lessons podcast now. And if you go to dryfarmwines.com slash life lessons, you'll be able to sign up for an additional bottle for just one penny in your first shipment. So they have like several options. You can get all red, all white. Um, a, you can get a blend of red and white. You can get sparkling, which is my favorite. I always get the sparkling. And, you know, in your first shipment, like I said, you'll get an extra bottle for just one penny. And we'll also have that linked on the favorite things tab of lifelessonscommunity.com. So the way that Dry Farm Wines works, they actually don't make the wine. They source it. And so they curate a collection for you. And they'll send it to your house as frequently as you want. You can get it once a month. You can get it every other month, once every six months. Or you can you know, get a shipment, put it on pause, wait till you're, you know, need another shipment, activate it again. It's really, really easy to manage those shipments. And... Um, 
cancel at any time. But every purchase you make helps support the Life Lessons podcast. So give it a try. Get your free bottle. It, try me out. It really is wonderful wine. I've had it. I've had it. Well, so I could not get it in my house because I couldn't get wine shipped to Alabama until recently. Ooh, they just changed that. That's so exciting. So I can get it now. But I've had it at Jen's house. We've had it at the beach. And it tastes different. It really While is different. While you're drinking it, it tastes clean. It's and lighter. It doesn't, Yes, it's like it tastes thinner. Brighter. I don't know how to explain yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and then when you when you after you're used to it, and then you go back and have something you used to like, like a mass produced, it, it's, uh-huh. I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> this is yeah. not not good. Yeah, it's really hard to explain, but it really it really is good good wine. I, I definitely give it a shot. Give it a try. So if you like wine or if you're like me, if you feel like, you know, you can't drink wine like you used to, it's keeping you awake at night, try Dry Farm Wines. Again, though, don't drink a whole bottle because you probably, I I can't drink a whole bottle of Dry Farm Wines and then sleep well, but I can have a glass or even two and I'm fine. So give it a try. All right. So now we have a segment we call our listener-led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener-led lesson comes from Raina in Missouri, and she's got some money-saving tips for you, which I always love. Love to save some money. Uh Um, Number one, I did not know this one. This is a good one. I did not know this one either. This is re- I'm going to tell this one to Chad because Chad. Yeah, I thought of Chad when I saw this. Nobody loves like, to save money more than Chad Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's number one. Did you know that the weights on bulk produ- produce, like a 10-pound bag of potatoes or a 5-pound bag of apples, it's the minimum amount that's in the bag? So if it's a you know, 10-pound bag of potatoes, it might have more than 10 pounds in there. So weigh the bags and choose the heaviest one to get more produce for your money. That is a great. Yeah, but you're going to be charged the same price as if it was one of the smaller ones. I love that. All right, we're going to be doing that at our house. Number two, find out if your health insurance pays for perks like gym memberships or weight loss programs or any kind of, you know, help things that you want to buy. Many times you can get a discount or a monthly reimbursement to help pay for your membership. That's really That's exciting. A great tip. It really yep. is. And here's one. I need to do this one. Once a year at least, pull out your refrigerator, clean under it and behind it. Make sure to clean the coils on the back because dirty, dusty refrigerator coils keep it from operating efficiently and it costs you more money to operate. Also check the seals on your refrigerator and your freezer doors. You can do this by putting a dollar bill inside the closed door. If you can pull the dollar out with the door closed, it's time to replace the seals on your doors. We need to do that. I I know that we do. I have never even, I guess I didn't even know you could replace the seals on your refrigerator door. We need to. That's really, that's a good tip. Because it really will keep you, it'll keep it, um, you know, running more efficiently, keep your food fresh longer, you, and it keeps the humidity down in there, mm-hmm. you know. At the end of the show, we share a motivational quote from a listener, and today's quote comes from Larissa. And can I just say, Larissa is like our super fan. I love you, Larissa. And we you know Larissa. stuff all the time. And we know Larissa. So she's, she's a friend of ours that we, she's part of the Delay Don't Deny community. Yep. So she's thank been you, to the Larissa. beach with Jen and I. She has. Yep. So... Uh, her quote is, and I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, dolce far niente. And it roughly translates to, it is sweet to do nothing. 
She said, sometimes you need to purposefully slow down and have nothing on your agenda. Your brain needs it and your body needs it. Give yourself a break and do nothing. It is okay. And that is a great self-care quote there. It really is because, you know, we're, we're programmed right now to just always be productive and to feel guilty for downtime. But, you know, when I was at the beach for two weeks, I would just go sit on the beach by myself and just sit there and look at the ocean. Yep. Yeah. And I do think nothing. I told my husband just the other day, the only time I can really just downshift and not be worried about anything at all and just clear my brain and not be thinking of a bazillion things is when we are sitting on the beach and that's and it. I didn't even take you my just, phone out there. I just went out yeah. there just doing nothing and it, and it was so refreshing. Although, can I tell you a funny story? We have a few minutes. This, this guy came up to me. I'm just sitting there reading on the beach and he's like, we need an eighth person to play our game. And I was like, we're so panicked because I'm not good at games. <laughs> And I'm like, what? No. I mean, it was it was like a group of, of, of men and women. They were from Tennessee. And they were like, you know, some people there. And they're like, we're playing this game where you have to throw these little balls that are on the string. Have you ever seen that game that you have to oh, hook ladder, them on like, ladder oh, is that what it is? Maybe, maybe. That's probably uh-huh. what it is. It looks yeah. like a ladder. There's like you have three to throw tiers it. and you got to. Yes, uh-huh. yes. I'm like, first of all, I'm really bad at throwing things. Secondly, no one is going to want me on their team. And I'm wearing my bathing suit. So. <laughs> It was really out of my comfort zone, but I joined this group of strangers as person number eight, and I played on the beach in my bathing suit, (laughs) and it was really windy, and I was so bad at it, but I had so much fun. I'm glad that you joined them. Then I'm like, now I have to go. You know what I'm thinking? You (laughs) had a bunch of couples and one single person. Well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're just maybe they just randomly had seven people. I don't but think they head, all knew each other. They, they weren't all. Like, I don't think they all knew each other beforehand. Up. This guy was like gathering up people on the beach, oh, really? find, finding eight. So anyway, it was lots of fun, and I was not good at it, but I did it anyway. I'm glad that I did. Then the next day, though, I went to a different part of the beach because I know I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyway, so y'all, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Definitely join our Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get it automatically, you know, downloaded into your podcast app every week, no matter what podcast app you use. Um, We would also love for you to leave a review from us for our for us in the um, Apple iTunes and Please, if you have a story to share for our good news segment or a listener-led lesson or a motivational quote that means something to you, share them with us. Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.